Hi, our next interview from the Portugal Congress is with Dr. Tim Marsh. In this interview, Tim and Paul take a deep look at mental health and some of the issues and initiatives that may or may not work in promoting it. We're absolutely delighted today to interview Dr. Tim Marsh, the Managing Director of Anchor and Marsh. Tim, you've been um, heavily involved with the HSE Global Series events for, for, for a year now. And, you know, I've got to thank you so much for your commitment. And I think we, we work well as partners. So, But I think what I love most is uh, your, your take on a holistic approach to uh, workplace safety, health and well-being. Um, and uh, some of the talks that you're doing at the moment, the books that you've written are, are a credit to yourself and, and to the business. And I just want to say well done and thank you. Not to sound patronising, but it's incredible. Especially since you haven't read any of them or anything. So, you know, you have <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's always time to start. Right, and uh, and two, two, three, well, thank you. I've got a, I've got a flight, uh, I've got a two-hour <laughs> flight, so I'll, I'll start banging into it. Listen, so let's get started, um, Okay. Uh, question number one, as you're aware, I mean, the accident rate has, has plateaued. There are a lot of, um, if you like, processes, technologies, reporting techniques used in safety and health to keep people safe, which is, is all well and good. Um, more so than ever, we've seen a, a huge increase in health and well-being issues. I mean, I've got personal opinions with the, the rate of technology. Is that detrimental, although it's, some people see it as helpful? Are we taking away the human factors of performance and um, that sort of natural cause of understanding, gut feeling, whether there's an issue or there's a problem? But again, I'm not a safety professional, so I, I'm looking to the professionals to educate us. But if we look at mental health and well-being as a reason for the current incident accident rate would you say that is a big part to play the i mean there's two two aspects to mental health i think why why so many people are so interested in it the first one is increasingly we're becoming aware of the fact that for every person who is killed in work mm -hmm. 35 will kill themselves 35 working age people will kill themselves in the uk that is and the ratios are similar uh, uh, worldwide and obviously in terms of disruption and loss and cost mm. and human cost that's colossal mm -hmm. so why wouldn't you focus on it um, the, the second reason of course is when we're talking about getting the best out of people mm. um, you know the, the stuff I was doing about pies and, and being switched on or having a bad day having a good day at work having a bad day at work if you're hanging by a thread if you're teetering towards the edge of needing to be referred to you know to our health and so on the likelihood of you producing your best is, is tiny you know, you're just looking at the clock. You just want it to be five o'clock mm -hmm. so you can get down the pub. Mm -hmm. um, you're not giving you any. You're not going to be giving any discretionary effort. You know, and, and compliance itself is discretionary a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But you're certainly not doing that above the line organisational citizenship behaviour stuff. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're distracted. Yeah. And if you're distracted, you're much more likely to make some sort of an error, which could yeah. be hurting yourself or switching the wrong thing off, mm -hmm. or missing the opportunity to empower somebody around you or ask them if they're all right. Sure. You know, you just tunnel vision and get to five o'clock. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, there's an introduction of mental health and uh, there's, I guess, controversy over this subject. I spoke to a few people over the course of the event. Do we think this introduction of perhaps mental health first aiders in the workplace, some say they could be perceived perhaps as the magic bullet, if you like. Um, do you think it's going to go, uh, have that much of an impact? Do, do you know, uh, they can be very helpful in setting the tone. Um, you know, it's okay to be, not be okay, it's okay to talk. Um, they can be really useful at uh, uh, referring people to our health and specialist mm -hmm. advice, employment, uh, employee assistance programs and so on. 
But, you know, I mean, uh, a way of looking at it, and the, the criticism is, you know, if, if, I, if I work in a factry, you know, old Lambourne Steelworks, where mm -hmm. I come from, got hot metal flying everywhere, you've got forklift trucks bombing back and forth, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if, I, if I'm sending my kid to work in that factory and somebody says, but don't worry about all those risks, because we've got five really highly skilled first aiders out there. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be reassured by that, and it's no. exactly the same now in, in, in work. If I'm putting huge amounts of psychological pressure on you, you know, because the tasks are, are too onerous, um, the demands are conflicting and, and, and vague, yeah. uh, there's no emotional intelligence in my frontline supervisors, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah. You know, all the stuff that can cause stress at work. Yeah. Having mental health first aiders wandering around with sticking plasters isn't going to get us very far at all. I totally it's agree. got to be part of a holistic uh, and humanistic approach. Well, people have to take ownership for their own mental health. I think that's the most important thing, right? They, they, they do, and, uh, and organise it, but we all know what we need to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a person on the planet who doesn't know about good diet, about mm -hmm. good sleep, about mm -hmm. taking exercise, yeah. etc. mindful meditation. Mm -hmm. There isn't a person on the planet who doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what organisations can do is they can facilitate it by making it easy to do. Sure, um, and encourage you know, it. And encourage it. I mean, obviously you get the people who go to the gym anyway, get to go mm -hmm. to the gym for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... Um, but, you know, a lot of studies show that if, if there is a metric out there, if there are measures being taken that manage, senior management takes seriously, like riding bikes, mm -hmm. people tend to ride bikes more. Yeah. You know, and, and you can facilitate it. So a very interesting study um, of why people rode bikes in London to work. Mm -hmm. The third reason was having somewhere safe and dry to store them. The second reason was um, that they had a place they could shower and get ready for work if it was, they were sweaty or wet. Sure. And the first reason was that management were interested in the scheme mm. and check the scores. Yeah. It was ever this, wasn't it? You, you get what you yeah. demonstrate you really, really want. The sixth reason was that people thought it was good for their health. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot that organisations can do mm. to set the scene and facilitate and encourage and nudge. Yeah, it's funny you say that, actually, because when I used to work at an employer in Bristol, I used to travel an hour and a half to work in my car, and I'd turn to work, I'd get to work sweating, stressed. I was a heavy smoker at the time. I'd gone through 15 cigarettes, you know, and I'd turn up for work just, and I wouldn't be on my best, you know. Granted, I wasn't operating machinery, I was just picking up a phone, but, you know, it would be pretty, pretty difficult to hurt myself doing that. But it's, it's crazy that that's a really easy process to bring in, the, the cycling scheme, just to help with management of health. But I guess, let's look at leadership qualities then. It's a top-down approach, perhaps, from a culture perspective. All teams are different, but I guess culture is king. How do you feel organisations and business leaders can maybe create the right culture within the business? Well, I, it's very simple, really. Um, you know, safety differently talk about the vital importance of dialogue, quality dialogue. C couldn't agree more, you know. So what a leader needs to have the habits of, of doing is always trying to learn. You know, in the presentation just now, we talked about Matthew Syed's black box thinking. Mm -hmm. Learning is key. Um, an adult, objective, analytical approach to what goes wrong because things are going wrong all the time. Mm -hmm. So an, a, a sensible adult approach to that is key. Mm -hmm. So that begets things like asking why curiously, not aggressively. Mm -hmm. You can ask uh, questions like, is there anything slow and convenient or yeah. uncomfortable about getting this done uh, safely or healthily? Um, you can ask well, the, the classic question, you know, you want to work well and safely and healthily. I want you to do that too, of course, of course. for all sorts of reasons. Um, what do you need? You know, and if you've got um, leaders in the habit of doing that, they won't be going far wrong. And there's the transformational leadership stuff. Yeah. You know, they're leading by example at all mm -hmm. times, so they might as well be doing it well. Yeah. Are they coaching rather than telling to get yeah. that buy-in and empowerment? Are they praising rather than criticizing? Yeah. Are they communicating well? Sure. 
you know, and if they're doing all of those things, they are creating an environment where dialogue is good, where people are likely to be switched on, engaged, energised and so on. Sure, brilliant. Well, listen, Tim, that really helps. And I'm sure for the benefit of the network, if you were to summarise what we've discussed, three sort of key takeaways, do you think, in terms of how we can improve mental health across the workplace and create a better culture? How would you summarise in sort of three key points? Three, three, three key points for improving mental health. Well, I, I think uh, mind and people would say it has to be okay to not be okay. Brilliant. So you've got to encourage, you've got to encourage dialogue. Um, the world is full of error, people are full of error. A mature, uh, objective, analytical approach to that um, is absolutely key. Cool. Um, that's two points. And the third point is, uh, you know, uh, have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's worth saying, you know, the thing, great thing about your conference is everybody has lots of fun yeah. here. You know, there's lots of good speakers, uh, but also it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Everybody likes being here. Yeah. Um, and that really engenders the, the right atmosphere, the right culture. Sure. I mean, it's it's such a sensitive subject in some ways, but it is nice to inject that sort of passion and fun into it because it just lightens the tone. Perhaps it gets people to open up. So I know you're a master at that. Brilliant workshop. Definitely uh, one of my favourites. So uh, I'm really excited to work with you again in the future. Thank you for joining us on HSE Network today and we look forward to you returning soon, Tim. Yeah, really very welcome. Thank Paul. you very Thank much. You. Cheers. Cheers. Some great stuff there from Tim and Paul. We hope you enjoy our newly podcasted interviews and we'll see you in the next episode.